This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Consignment Heroes. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. It's a it's a nice day. It's nice weather. It's a day to celebrate. Um, welcome to the show. This is Consignment Heroes. We always tell you at the top of the show to get a pen, get a paper because this show is all about stuff and we have a lot of information to come. But our show is about if you have in China, you have art, you have old comics, you have records, you have toys, you have lamps, you have gold, you have silver. The list goes on. If you have that stuff, if you're just tuning in for the first time over a couple of years, this show is one hour show all about stuff, consignment, selling, downsizing, upsizing, anything you can think of when it comes to the antique world, the antique market. We are taking your phone calls live right now. The number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. I'm here with my dad, Paul Kenny, and I'm here, Boger Kenny, and we're doing this show all about stuff. You could mention that we're from Storage Wars and uh, things like that. Did you give the phone number out? No, that's what I did about three seconds ago, if you were did listening. You give, did you read the whole list today? The, no. This, Are this you ever going to read the list? If, if, you ha- if you have any figurines, you have bronze, cups, saucers, old comics, furniture, fire hydrants, old gas signs, TV, toys, old cars, sports memorabilia, the list doesn't end. It doesn't end. So like, it will keep going over and over of what you can possibly call in about. Okay. Today's Mother's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, one thing, you, a couple of the people that we um, promote here is my friends at Aberfoyle. Now, they're open today on Sunday. And my friends at Clapperson Corners. And my friends at uh, Southworks Antique Mall. Now, what could be nicer on a day like today than taking your mom out to Aberfoyle Antique Market and see if she can pick out her own gift? Or take it, and while you're out there, uh, Clappinson's Corners is, he's my friend south on Highway 6, just south of the 401, about probably 10 kilometers. Uh, two kilometers north of the 401 at Highway 6 is Aberfoyle Antique Market. And Southworks is in Cambridge in uh, 73 Water Street. Now, if it's too cold to be outside, uh, you can go out to Southworks. They've got 100 vendors there, and uh, everyone can try trying to get your money. They're trying to sell you stuff, and it'll bring back yesterday's, uh, uh, not yesterday's heroes, yesterday's joys, Okay. And but you don't the, the difference between that place and the um, Aberfoyle Antique Market is the actual dealers are going to be on site, but it's going to be outside. There's a hundred dealers there with stuff they've gotten during the week and they've had over the last couple of months. They've gathered over the winter time, um, and they're selling. It's, they're selling history, and I think, I mean, it just think I don't want you to go now because it's eleven o'clock in the morning unless you turn on the radio to our station, uh, seven forty uh, a.m. 
as you drive out to these places. But some of the best antiques in Canada are just west of Toronto so if you at do reasonable need, prices. If you need last-minute shopping for Mother's Day, those are the places to go. So- but well, no, what could be nice? You t- Okay, you, you go out for a meal. Yes, yes, yeah, that's nice. But it's gone. I mean, it's gone in a couple hours. You no, know, the memory is there. The memory is there. But you can also, this is where you take your mom out, and she's going to actually pick something up. Okay? And you're going to see that it's going to bring a smile to her face. And that might be the item to get her, okay? She's just, that's what that's what stuff's for, to bring us, it's also to use, but the stuff we have in our curio cabinets is the stuff that brings a smile to our face and make her remember this Mother's Day. Well, if you're if you're there with your mother and she picks something up and it's, it's something like one of these items and you want to get our value on it, comparing to what the value is on it, you can call us live. We, right now, live. we can do an appraisal right here over, over on the air. You can so, ask us if it's a good deal. Yeah, you can ask us if it's a good deal. We'll tell you what, what it's worth. Uh, the number right now, if you want to contact us, is uh, get a pen, get a paper. There is a lot more information to come. This is just the number to reach us now, and there's numbers to reach us later. There's numbers to reach us, everybody. There's a lot of things going on. So the number to reach us now is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Please tear more paper while I'm trying to say something. <laughs> the toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. Uh, let's go to the first caller, Nick in Burlington. I wasn't done telling us what a good show we're having, but okay, go ahead. Hi, how you doing? Hi, Nick. How you doing, Welcome Nick? to the show. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I have a 1972 um, Golden Horseshoe uh, program with... Um, uh, Wayne Gretzky's name in it, like he was on. I think he was playing Pee Wee at that time. Uh, I was only wondering the value of that. Okay, it's a, it's now, a new condition, pretty good condition. That's about a second or third uh, time he was in, enlisted. Uh, right. The first one, nineteen sixty nine, is worth around a thousand dollars, and this one would probably go for about two three hundred dollars in today's oh, okay. market. There are people who collect Gretzky stuff, and they're mm-hmm. collecting the stuff that's uh, pre NHL. Yeah. Um, and something like that would be, it's a good talking piece. Um, right. If I had my store, I'd have to look, but you don't see them come up that often for sale. But I think $300 is not outlandish because you okay. got to figure how many people were at the tournament, how many of those moms and pops bought a tournament and bought the program That's right. and actually kept it in good shape without folding it and crumpling it right. and then have it to this day. And what happens in supply and demand is how many of those people, like you say, you find out about, and I tell you it's $300, you say, okay, that's nice. I'd rather have the program than the $300. So it doesn't enter the market. You mm-hmm. want to right. keep it. And that happens a lot of times. So I'll tell someone the price on something, and they say, that's nice. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to hand it right. down to my kids. And I right. tell them, make sure you tell them the story about it, you know. Right. Yeah. But that it is a case of supply and demand. But there's, there are not many of these, considering that there's probably – a half a million Gretzky rookie cards out there. I mean, different right. conditions. There might be a thousand programs that were made right. in the first place, and that's it. Right. Okay, but it's no use having a thousand programs. There's only five hundred people collect today. Well, if but they buy, actually, they there's buy more two people each. collect those. They well, don't buy two you each. Have, well, you don't, don't judge. Yes, don't judge. Like I even sell um, Wayne Gretzky had that um, CNIB program, the tennis tournament. I think it was in right. Brantford. Even yeah. those go for $45, and all he did was that was his tournament. Okay. Right. Well, I have a button from that, yeah. The, 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 a button from that? Uh, what's his uh, image on it? Yeah, that'd probably go for $20. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, okay, I found one on the weekend, uh, ch- uh, like a chum chart with Green Gretzky on it. 
go for yeah. $20. Any of the oddball stuff, because you got to remember, Gretzky collectors or a person who's collecting, they've got all the normal stuff, and they're now they're after what we call the oddball, right. and they're willing to pay for it, okay? Yeah. And that's and we're all just trying to remember, you know, we capture part of our youth, eh? I just want to have this thing, Paul. Yep. I, I have um, a, a lot of, I have like over 100, maybe 200 uh, 1970s um, Junior B hockey programs, like in mint condition, like from the Burlington Mohawks, uh, Milton Flyers, I don't know, Cambridge. They're worth They're money. All- they were, and I have a friend of mine who would probably buy them all. What you're mainly looking for in those will be a, a future NHLer. If right. someone right. who's playing then, like Brad Park or something like that, and or uh, Gretzky or whatever you got, any of those junior B, someone who went on and someone who collects um, Brad Park, or I'm not saying who, yeah. uh, someone like that. You know what I mean? And then you got their junior program. It'll go ten, fifteen, twenty five dollars. Or if the if the team went on and won a major championship, okay, people collect programs. I'm I'm saying that a lot of people have stuff in their basement they don't even think about until um. And I don't know how many times I go on house calls and they've got all the the hoity toity uh, the the Royal Daltons or Hummels on the table, and I says that's they're nice, and here's the price on those. And I'll be in the basement and I'll find. Something in the bottom of a drawer, something they're not even thinking about showing me, and I'll say this is worth three hundred dollars, you know. And not only that, you roll don't I gotta sit on your three hundred dollars. I'll get you right away for it. I'll get the money for you right away. Okay. So, so the, no, the, I'd like go. to see those programs. There you go. So it's like you you call in about something, get information about it, and you said you're gonna sell it for him. That's like it doesn't get better than that. Yes. No, it, it doesn't get better than that. Okay, yes, it does get it does not get better than that. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. It doesn't happen often. Don't get used to it. Thanks for the call. We well, you never know. The people might call in and want two of those programs. So don't don't be like, hey, one person needs that one item. Like, I don't know. What if you wanted three of them? What if you went, you know, have three other people that went to the same thing? Yes, that's a possibility. Okay, it's slim. Where... It's slim. They're not out there. But like, don't don't shoot down the idea. You know, no, it's. it's I'm really glad that I'm here today, and it's not just you. Go just, to the next you call. Have to be, Go to the next call before you get into trouble. Have to be optimistic. Okay? I'm okay. I'm optimistic. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Chris in Toronto. Hey, Chris. Hey, I'm here. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for uh, getting me in here. But um, yeah. So today I was calling about a treadle machine I acquired recently from an estate sale. And this treadle machine is was made in 1886 by the Eaton's Corporation. It's a Reliance brand. Okay. I was wondering what something like this would be valued at. A treadle machine. I'm trying to think. It's like the old ex- uh, sewing machines, the ones that you'd use the pedal on the bottom to. Oh, uh, okay. Power. Well, because it's sewing machine. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that a little bit, and not just your machine, but a couple of others, because I had a couple calls during the week, and people do call my store and ask me for stuff. They can't get in on the air, or some of us are too shy. I don't. I, we don't. I don't think we're mean, but we try and be uh, nice to everybody here. Yeah. Your treadle machine is mainly going to be good for the base. It's going to be a piece of furniture now. It's about one hundred and twenty-five dollars. I really don't care if the sewing machine works as much. Okay. They yeah. will. It's more of a decorative item. But what is? And you know, the, then we also have the Singer sewing machines that are in the brown cases. They look like yeah. a little bit of a curved top to it. We call them the waterfall case. Um, they go for about fifty dollars. The sewing oh, wow. machine that's good, that people want, are what are called the featherweights. And some are made in St. John, and some are made in the States. It's a small yeah. machine, weighs 22 pounds, which is an awful lot of feathers if you figure about it, and they're used for making quilts. 
they go between two and four hundred dollars. Oh. If they have a detachable arm, uh, which is um, they they're called a two twenty one, which is the regular machine, and the two twenty two with the detachable arm, like where the base comes off, and they can go up to a thousand dollars. Oh wow! Now that's some real good value there. It's a lot more. Now they were made much after. This is a case where not old is better. These are yeah. newer machines, and they're made in the thirties, forties, fifties. And these Singer machines. This is when we used to make stuff, not in China. Can I say exactly. not in China. Everything was made at home. Yeah, and these things here are still working today. These sewing machines. You put a little bit of oil in them; they seem to last forever. Yeah. Okay. That's like the one I've got here. I'm still actually using it up to this moment right now. Yeah. No. No. I, I didn't. Uh, but its value go ahead. It's is, is as a decorative item. They yeah. love the treadle thing. They make them into uh, side tables or uh, hall tables or things like that. Yeah. Because it's a cast iron base. Okay. But now I'm glad you asked about that because I got to talk about the featherweights because people have these in their basements. Now, what you have to have is the bobbin in there. That's the most important yeah. part. But they still work and they, people will fix them and they weigh 20. And you can pick it up. You'll know this is in a little, usually in a black case and sometimes it's a colored case, but usually a case that's about eight inches by 14 inches by about 12 inches high. And yeah. they're called featherweights and they, and, your um the people the kids if someone's young won't know what they are but I know there's a lot of our listeners out there a lot of our uh, zoomers out there know exactly what this machine is okay if they're not using it anymore we do buy them okay well even yeah. if you're still using them we'll still buy it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well no a, a new sewing machine and they're made in China cost you three hundred dollars exactly. it's got a they bunch of electronic stuff in it to break down these machines don't break down that's the best way to put it. Exactly. It's the simplicity. It keeps them working. It keeps yeah. it functioning. It's nothing to break. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. it takes us back to a simpler time. And, you know, and exactly. And, you know, some back then, sewing was some people's work, but some I people mean, really enjoyed it. You know, it was, uh, uh, if you only did once in a while, but I know I'm going to say right now, and someone's going to remember sewing their, uh, their kids' uh, first pajamas or uh, pillowcase or something like that, and it's going to bring a smile. This is some mother out there. This is bringing a smile to their face as they think about this. Well, you might as well also bring in the typewriter then, because I click, click. That's what I, that's what reminds me of when you're talking about stuff like that. That's like really back in the day. We've come back, a long way. We've come a long way. Or we depends which direction we're trying to go. Next call. Have you sewed anything before? I have never sewed anything. And yet you know so much about sewing. No, but I know. It's the joy of it. I know the <laughs> joy of sewing. Your grandmother used to sew and enjoy sewing. Okay? Uh -huh. Enjoyed it. That's the best way to put it. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I, I saw sewing more. Because she was chore. doing it for her kids. Okay. That's what she was doing. And the prices back then were expensive. I mean, clothes now are really expensive. But back then, people used to... It wouldn't. It wasn't unusual for someone to sew all the dresses for all the girls in the family. That would have taken like three weeks. No, but they would sew them as an ongoing basis. There, there were fabric stores. You go and went and bought the fabric. You went home and you made a dress. Okay. Okay. Now Church. I know. Good to know. So no. next time I need a pair of shorts, you know, get to sewing. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Douglas in Oakville. Hello. Hey, hey, Douglas. In Oakville, yeah. Yes. Welcome to the show. Uh, I have a collection of about. Uh, I think it's around 200. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're made in Hong Kong. There's they're little pencil sharpeners. Oh yeah, the and metal. They're made of everything like a, a model T4, the sewing machine. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I like that sewing machine that they were talking about, and uh, windmills, whatever. No, they're usually made out of what's called a white metal. I, yeah, I, 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 or no, copper. Like a die cast, right? Or yeah, something. they're a die cast. But or, they're all brown. Yeah. Okay. And it's like a copper tone to it, but most of it, they were usually made with a white metal made in Hong Kong. Yes. And they're very, they used to be very collectible. And this is the good thing about it. It's well, like I have my, about 200. Yeah. And they don't take up a lot of room. No, you can put them all into bo- little shoe boxes. No, but you want to display them. <laughs> well, I sold a few. I got $10 a piece for about 10 of them. Okay. What, what, so. They used to be 49 cents in local. Pardon? What would you say the value is on them? Depends. Now, there's going to be some ones that are going to be more collectible because it'll be more of a souvenir or something like that or something that's more unusual. Um, mm-hmm. But most of them are made in Hong Kong, probably mid-19, late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. And $10 each, five at auction, as a, if you put too many in auction, 50 will sell for the same price as 20 if yeah. you were going so to put you them in auction. You don't, you don't overload the system. You don't overload the system. Yeah. But, but because I sold... Uh, I think my wife sold a few for $10 a piece, but a, a guy would come up because we go to some yard sales. And, yep. uh, uh Oh, my God. Uh, the farms show up north of Milton. And if you've got a farm tractor, a little farm tractor with a pencil sharpener, he'll give you 10 bucks for it. Well, then like, if the like guy's sitting there tractor. in overalls, I'd charge him 20 because well, those farmers make a lot of money. Oh, I'm I, going to get a lot of calls on this this week. No, I know. <laughs> no, but uh, you can't. It depends on the subject matter. If it's a, if it, say, I don't know if they make one. If they made one of a Zeppelin, a Zeppelin would sell because there's Zeppelin collectors plus their oh, yeah, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And That's the nice one that thing. blew up, right? Yeah. Zeppelin, yeah. Now, uh, yeah, the Hindenburg. But in this case here, because they're small, they can augment some, anyone's co- uh, collection. It's like my friend who collects fire hydrants and collects spark plugs. <laughs> oh, that's big, guy. Right? No, no, but the fire hydrants take up most of the room, but the spark plugs are small. So, yeah, but yeah. these things are small, and you can yeah. put them on the wall. Don't keep them in a box, you know. You can put them. You can take one little shelf on the wall and put them all out there. Yes, or china cabinet, or they enjoy them, or and, curios. We call them curios. Yeah, okay. and just like I, I told my sister earlier, and, uh, and I, I love that sewing machine. I have a box somewhere, and I gotta find it. You know the bobbins for the sewing machine. Yep, I got about two hundred fifty. They would sell because... Machines. And I can't find that box. I put them all together somewhere. Well, you think a robber came into your house and just sold your bobbin box? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, they're here somewhere. Yeah, but, no, it's uh, worth fine. Go to the basement. Like I say, my favorite room is the attic and the basement. Well, you what? if you came to my basement, you might you might have a heart attack. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd be smiling. No, no. I'd I like got, to see this. We, we empty complete I got houses. I a lot of stuff in my basement, man. Well, when you want to, when you want to sell, when you're looking to downsize, or you're looking to go to a condo from your house that you're yeah, in now, I know. remember us. I know. I got 250 pieces of blue mountain pottery. Ah, uh, sorry about your luck. And they're not, sorry. and they're not that valuable anymore. No. And but then I have the newer ones that were brown. You know, the the other color, the red and brown. Oh yeah, but the or the best. Okay, I'm gonna go about. Here's my story on blue mountain pottery. I know. Okay. No, my grand, my mother, Bogart's grandmother. Yes. All, we had, I had three brothers and one sister. Yeah. And every time we went on one of those school trips or oh, we went someplace, got we got one for her. Yeah. When my mom passed, just before yeah. she said, she just said she did not like the Blue Mountain Pottery. Did not want to tell us all this time. Mm-hmm. But we had about 50 to 75 pieces of it all over the house. Yeah. Now, it does still sell. It doesn't sell as well. It's well. got to take a Like a, when I go to auction sales, uh, a, a good auctioneer I know. 
in actually in Cambridge, he said Blue Mountain Pottery will finally come back maybe in 25 years. Oh, okay. Because right now it's dead. He's probably wrong about other stuff too. Hey. No, on Blue Mountain, it still sells because people decorate because they it brings a smile to their face. I know. Now, and then the other thing is with Blue Mountain Pottery, the ones that are very expensive are the. I don't know if you know the ones. Animals are it, the ark. Animals the, the, the ark. Skinny deck on that. Oh no no no! Okay, they they're only valid. That's like a misconception. They made a yeah. lot of them, but they broke because well, they they're, broke. they're meant but to if break. You get one that's not broken, and you're lucky. Yeah, but no, the ones that are expensive with Blue Mountain Pottery. Some of the early stuff, mm-hmm. they did uh, Noah's Ark animals, and they're kind of a brown color. Yeah, and those are very expensive and show up very rarely. Okay, the blue stuff. The blue stuff. There's so much of it around. It's, but people still like it. You know, it's plain, it's inexpensive. Yeah, I, know. I mean, you go to some of these big box stores, and for a decorator thing, they're charging you $175. Put a piece of Blue Mountain on. Then you know something? You can tell the story. Yeah. Someone says, comes over and says, what's that? And you can tell them the story. You tell yeah. your kids, what's the story yeah. about Just this? Like you said, and I, I've heard you many times say that, uh, I have a lot of my uh, father worked for the Canadian Pacific Railway, and he's got a lot of antiques from there. He's got hey, the, I want to. I want to see him. No, hey? the, the CP stuff or CN stuff. People collect train stuff. I need the the enamel well, I got, signs. I got, I got the original switch locks with the keys. You know and something got, you can't. You know something you can't sell those keys on eBay. It's against the law to sell CN train keys. I oh. found this out. I had some, and they took them off. Thank you for the call, but tell your father-in-law to come and see me about the CN stuff when he wants to sell it. I well, don't want to see him. CN is Canadian National. CP C- is Canadian. Yeah, CN or CP. To me, they're both trains. They both sell equally as well. They sell okay. pretty good, though? Yep. No, the, what we want is uh, the signs off when they tore down the stations, schedules, oh, they tore tickets. Down huh? They tore it down in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. No, all of this stuff is history. Well, he he had the regulator clock. CP. That. You see, this is the stuff that I want. I don't know I where want. it is right now. I think I think uh, my mom how could you mi- how could you misplace something that big? No, I think my mom has it in Peterborough. Okay, but uh, I'm I'm just saying. I remember seeing it. it's you know you know the regulator time clock. Yep, yep. And they're probably pretty expensive. All the CNCP stuff sells. Yeah. When you want to sell it, please remember so our store number is nine zero five. Yeah, yeah, I know. I found your store. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm telling everyone else. I'm, I know you know. I'm telling everyone else out yeah, there as okay, well. Yeah. 905-737-4653, and because we buy or we can uh, move out, because we're doing, now here's the thing as well, Bogart and I are doing another TV show about this radio show, and we're, but if anyone has something unusual or they have large collections like we've already had mentioned today, we want to see this stuff. I want you to call me, especially if you want to sell it or consign it or just sell it outright. I'm looking for unusual collections, large collections. You know something? I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for anything I don't have. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You look. You are looking for everything. If it has, you know, uh, three pegs, if it has one peg, it has no pegs. You're looking for it. Are we going to break soon? Yeah, we are. You, you went on a five minute rant about buying someone else's stuff that they don't want to sell. Okay, go. That's ahead. not the right way that we do business. We want people to sell our stuff. Okay. Uh, but if you do want to call us live, we, we are live right now down here at the Zoomerplex taking your phone calls all about stuff. This show is about stuff with consignment heroes. Uh, the number to reach us right now is 416-360-0740. Again, that is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 866 
740-4740. And more your calls after the break. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're here live down here in the Zoom text Flex, taking your phone calls all about stuff. What? You know what I want? I want someone to give us a call who's got in the car at 11 o'clock and on their way out to either Aberfoyle or Southworks. When they get there, I want them to call us. Call us and see, tell us some items that you see there. Yes! <laughs> Uh, we want a live reporter on the scene with their mom. Go ahead. Next call. Wow. You just keep adding things to the request. Okay. Um, we're going to go to Barbara in Mississauga. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Nice to talk to you guys. You too. Y- you make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got something. It probably is nothing. Um, but before I put it out for the Kidney Foundation, because they'll come and pick stuff up. Um, it's um, W.H. Grindley and Company Limited. Grindley, yeah. Uh, it, they it, made, it's, it's a China, not China, it's a, it's a ceramic uh, dish set, right? Uh, yes, uh-huh. They have so much on it. Um, it says Georgian, Abori, and England, and each size plate has a registration number, and under that it says Davenport. It's probably, probably not worth anything, but I yeah. just thought before What's I get to the Kidney Foundation... Well, I'm, you know something I like when you, but there's two ways of donating. One is you uh-huh. sell sell the item and get uh-huh. a better price for it, and then uh, uh, give them the money. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not against. Nobody, they, but they, if nobody wants to buy it, <laughs> well, no, it depends on what the price is. Sometimes, like I say, we, that's what we do. We take consignments from Toronto and we sell to the world. So uh-huh. someone in the world might like it. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, before you do, if you send me what's the pattern? It's Grindley. What's the pattern again? What's it say on it? Um. I just put it away. Hold on a second. Ah, uh, okay. But I'm going it to talk says, about... Uh, Georgian Abori, would that be it? It's in... Uh, it's uh, that'd be this. Is it kind of a brown and white uh, transfer wear? It's, it's blue. Uh, actually, it's it's very nice sort of um, uh, floral pattern yeah. around the outside of the plate. Grinley is... It's not... Okay. It's not a bone china, and they would have been sold as an less expensive, like you had... Uh, Ashley's or Brinks or, uh, I'm sorry, Ashley or um, Burks or uh, some of the big china shops or, gla- you know, jewelers would have sold your uh, better patterns, Minton, Ainsley, uh, Royal Dalton. Now, this pattern here was a less expensive pattern, more sold maybe in your uh, Woolworths or um, uh, Kmart at that time, Kresge's back then. And... Uh, they're probably, they last forever. They they craze a tiny bit, 
But if it's a nice blue and white pattern, blue and white patterns will sell for thirty, forty, fifty dollars. You know, it depends how complete it is as well, and how many serving pieces you have with it. Okay. Yeah. But you know, I want to talk about donating for a half a second. Another rant time. I know uh, the board's full. I know it's full. But you know it's full. Yet you still want to talk about. Okay, no, but donate. I donating is good. I, I I'm. You, everyone knows I don't want to donate to Value Village because they're not a charity. But here's another thing that came up this week. So, um, the AGO, I think, is selling off a lot of their group of seven pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what they're doing is people donated, gave them these pictures, these paintings, and they're selling them. And it's it's like so they've that's run wrong. out of room. I think that's wrong. Um, I think that, um, uh, that the government doesn't need the money. And I'd rather people had sold these pictures originally and donated to a cause where people are less fortunate. But right now, they, they're, they're selling off, and I, I haven't got all the facts yet, and I stand to be corrected if this happens, but someone said that there, um, some of these museums you give stuff to, it, it either ends up in the basement until they run out of room and they keep on getting the stuff. People donate. They want to donate to the Hockey Hall of Fame. They want to donate to the museum or something, and they think their stuff is going to be shown. A lot of times just accumulates until they run out of room, and then they sell it off. That doesn't make any sense. That's the wrong. It that's, happens. That's false advertising as well. No, it's not. I know they're not advertising. Well, no, people, say like, please donate it, and then you know people are doing it. what they think is a good deed, and it's kind of like they're just throwing it over the into the abyss. Okay, so just know where your deeds are going. Yeah. Okay. No, but that's part of it. I don't. Hey, there's a lot of less fortunate people out there, and I'm the first. I I donate. If someone comes up to me on the corner and they're, they're trying, I'm a sucker. Give them my two dollars or four dollars or five dollars. Don't, don't give them two dollars. Give them a china plate. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> sorry. How come I didn't figure that one out? No, I'm just saying that. I'm going to look up, but I saw this week that they're selling off to one of the auction houses. It's the and the proceeds are going to the government of Canada, and people are donating these paintings to them. Okay. Okay. And these are act- and these aren't pieces of garbage. These are a group of seven pictures mm. plus. What's happened when they do a whole pile on the market at one time, it depresses the prices. And you can buy an AY Jackson right now for five grand. Okay, if it's oh, a 19. Okay. Okay, that I meant a lot to you. Didn't. Yeah, it didn't mean nothing. I know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Next call. Uh, we're gonna go to, thanks for the call. We're going to go to Anne in Tor- Toronto. Hi, Anne. Hi. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. What do you got for us today? I have um, a nice BPE, Elvis Presley Enterprise, this is 1956 um, photo album. It's about a peachy pink plastic with uh, Elvis on the front in black. And I won it at a penny sale uh, at the Kitchener Market in 1956. Oh, you won it back then? Holy cow! I I know. And then um, I want to know what it's worth. I can't quite tell anymore how I should sell it and when I should sell it. Because I think all these Elvis fans are getting too old. (laughs) Hey, the king is out there. No, 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 no. You know something? There are a lot of number one stars we hear about today. We're going to hear about Elvis 50 years from now. They're still going to like Elvis. He had that kind of a voice and that kind of stuff going out. I'm I'm just confident of that. The Beatles, Elvis, and you know we have that. What we have that show on here on uh, six seven forty. The Immortals. 
And they are. And do you know why they have to call it that? Because these guys are going to be immortal. They're, 50 years from now, people are still going to listen to that. And there are going okay. to be people collecting albums. You're right. They are getting a bit older. Okay. But anything to do, if it was from 1956, and I'm talking about, you see, there's a lot of people confuse the Elvis collectibles that happened after his passing with the stuff that happened during the time. Um, and there's a big difference in value. 56 piece. Now it is a, is it a, is it a magazine? What is it? No. Um, they produced, uh, when he was really hot, they yep. produced a number of, um, what I would call souvenir items to buy, like handkerchiefs. Yep, yep. Uh, they had record players and all of that. And this was a photo album that you used. Okay, and here's a 1950s. Like an and they had an autograph album. And at one time, I thought I saw it for about 600 U.S. Well, I'm finding one right now that's on... Called Elvis Presley 1956 photo album. They call it in concert 1950s. They don't have no. the year on it, and they're no, at 120. I'd have to actually see it because I'd have okay. to go to my my Elvis archives because with Elvis I'll, he he merchandised it really well. Okay, but yeah. if it's dated from 1956, which is still early Elvis, uh, it will be worth money and depend on the condition it's in. But I'm good. Five six hundred is not out of line for an Elvis item, especially if somebody yeah. wants it. You know, I, I understand. I, Go ahead. Sorry, when I search, I very often get like photo albums of concerts, and it takes me a while to actually find this particular item. And I think because it was a plastic, and a lot of people, it wasn't an expensive item, but I don't think it stood up very well. Number one and number two, probably people didn't keep them. But I don't know how I kept it. Is it brown? No, it's a pinky color. Well, they would have made it and, and plastic covered? Yes. With a picture of and Elvis has, on with the guitar and three circles? Yes, that's it. Okay, no, no, this is a nice time. This is a perfect time. This is from the time period. I'm seeing it right now, exactly what you're saying. And yeah. it would have come in different colors. Um, and I don't, 500... I can see this selling for five hundred, four, five, six hundred dollars, especially if it's in perfect shape, and people will want it. It would be something that. Remember, I said about people collect the uh, Wayne Gretzky oddball stuff. This is the oddball yeah. stuff. Everyone has the albums, and the, the true collector will try and buy stuff like this. This is what we do. This is what we sell to the world. I would say this thing would be easily consignable, and we would actually. I'd be glad to, if you wanted to give it, bring it into my shop, and we can see what we can do with it. Okay. Yeah, sure. And or if you're going to hand it down to the kids, make sure you tell them you won it, that you you actually won it. It's in a plastic uh, bag. up. Take it out of the plastic right away. Okay, I will. But anyway, it's got a note on it. It says, don't throw this out. It's worth money. (laughs) Well, you could give a little bit more details than that, but that's a start, okay? My my son thinks a lot of my stuff is junk. I won't let him touch a thing. (laughs) You've got a son like that too, eh? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I feel for you sometimes. Yeah, no, wow, no. Wow, I'm right here. <laughs> You're right here. I'm right here. Thank you very much for the call and the reinforcement. <laughs> okay, Thank you. yeah, we can get her off the line. That's okay. <laughs> um, thanks for the call. <clears throat> um, we're going to go to um, Rick. Rick's been on, on the line waiting for us. So, Oh, Rick, how Rick. you doing? I'm doing great. Happy Mother's Day to you guys. How you doing? Thank you. It's yeah. working and it's a beautiful day. And are you on your, are you going out to Cambridge? No, you're not, are you? 
No, no. You know, it's a busy day for me. And even though it's Mother's Day, uh, people want to see houses, uh, you know, because... Uh, they, they, Wait a minute. A lot of people don't know who you are. I'm talking to Rick Tobacco from Royal LePage. We do a lot of Royal work State with professionals. Rick. Professionals. Yep. Professionals, sorry. Okay, I only have so much time on this show. I try and shorten That's stuff right. up. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Rick is um, is a partner with us that we've had um, enormous success with. And we actually clean up the houses, and Rick sells them, and that's what we want to do. Right. He's not like, right. he's not. Uh, that's his, his only job. All he does is sell houses, and to prove that, he's working on Mother's Day. So, <laughs> you have to. It's a great day. Sunday is usually the best day, and you know we've come into one of the best times of year uh, to be either buying or selling because mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, the, Winter's over, the weather's uh, gotten better, people are feeling better, they want to spend their money. So, uh, and, and that's the other thing. I'm also here to help people who are having difficult times uh, getting approved for a mortgage. So it's something we do. Because the banks have tightened up a bit, but here we are. I, I make sure I do always my best to get people approved. Well, no, but that's and what I want to say. You're, you're not just a listing agent. You're actually a selling agent. Some people just go uh, around, just all well. they want is listings. But we, yeah. we're the complete package. We get the house, complete and package. we sell yeah. the house, which is kind yeah. of what people want. Just having yeah. putting a sign on someone's lawn, oh, that's kind of nice. That's a start. But the idea yeah. is that we want to sell the house. And sometimes right. you have to help out the buyer, which yeah. is what you do. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Now, and, you know, uh, you talked about something a while ago about, uh, you know, sometimes people will have their own agent. Uh, you know, someone they know, maybe a friend or a family member. And, and what I'm here to say is that, you know what, it's always worth, and you say this all the time, get a second opinion, get a third opinion. And, that, you know, if you want to give me a call for your free in-home evaluation, even as a second opinion, okay? Yeah. Because not only that, but chances are I already have a buyer for it. Because, you know, I have, uh, sometimes we are having a hard time finding properties for, for the buyer. I know. So, you know, not only are we the, the complete package and, and you know, uh, we're there to take the stress out of selling the property, but it's very likely I already have a buyer for it. And we can get you top dollar for it. Well, that's the idea. Well, I know right. last year, I think I had a person who had their neighbor's cousin, brother-in-law, something, sell something for them. They end up getting right. 200000 under the market. Wow. To, I mean, wow. and I know this for a fact. I, it's, I, I followed it through because... They didn't. They did not take my advice, and it cost right. them two hundred thousand dollars. Not within a year, within a one month. Okay, and wow. probably wow. It's just how it happened. It's just because. Oh no, she's been nice to me, and she was the first mm-hmm. one. I said, but does she sell stuff? Does she is she a real estate? Yes, she's got a license. When was the last time she sold a house? Well, nineteen eighty seven. Okay. Right. So right. that's not what we want. We want a person who's working every day on this, who doesn't, you know, that's it's right. not bartending at night and selling house in the daytime. Okay, Rick, tell me your number because we're our board is full here and we got to okay, go. Okay, not a problem. Uh, they can I can be reached at four one six. I'll say it slowly, like you yeah. ask. Two five eight three nine seven two. Call me anytime for a free market evaluation or free consultation. I'm always here. Or they can call our store, 905. Or they can call your store. Absolutely. 905-737-4653. Have a nice Mother's Day, and I know you're working. Keep on working, okay? Thank you. You guys have a great day, too. Got it. Thanks for joining us. Um, If you do want to call us, we are still 
live here for the next 15 to 20 minutes. So if you do want to get it in, get it in soon. The number is 416-360-0740. Again, that is 416-360-0740. And if it's busy signal or whatever, just try to call back again after we get through a couple calls. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back after the break. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction held every month is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're here live at the Zoomerplex taking your phone calls all about stuff. We can sign, you can sign, everyone can sign, sign. No, they can sign, we sell. Well, they can sign a sheet of paper. I don't know. People can sign things. Got it. Um, We're going to go to David in Sarnia. Hey, David. Hey, how are you guys? Our signal is strong in Sarnia, eh? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm on the road coming into Toronto, so we left Sarnia a little bit behind us. Oh, okay, okay. You're not going by to Cambridge, are you? If you could be in no, Cambridge. No, unfortunately. Okay. Well, how can we help you today? Okay, so I have a early '80s Wayne Gretzky Seven Up Standy um, life size. That the you know the kind where the flaps fold out in the back and it would just stand up in a store to promote you know the Seven Up product. Oh but yeah, and they had the they were giving away posters back then as well. Yeah, this is the full-size Wayne Gretzky with the stick with the 7-Up um, logo on it. Now, it's a stand-up? Full-size? Yes. yes, at least. It's at least six, seven feet tall. Uh, okay, it's more than life-size then. Okay. Well, well, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it's full-size. It's, it's as tall as I am, and I'm almost six six foot. Okay. Now, I know that he did GWGs. He did O. Henry bars. Probably going to be in this market. Probably three to four hundred dollars, yeah, because of because it's a display that there are a lot of people collecting Gretzky's. They need something else. Uh, like that would be a signature piece. You walk into the room, the cards. Yeah, the cards are small. This would be a piece that people can say, yeah, you know. Um, and they had the Nielsen, but and you don't see them that often. But they're also hard to ship. I think you have to fold it in half to ship it. It has a crease down the middle, right? You fold yes, it? it does. It folds down the, down the middle, and it's and again, it hasn't been folded that much, so it's not in the risk of uh, splitting in half or anything. Yeah, it's a shame he didn't do this for Coke or Pepsi. Seven Up is like your your lesser brand, and not as many people collect Seven Up as Coke and Pepsi. Because if if you had a cross between a Gretzky and people collect Gretzky and a, and people who collect Coca Cola, you know what I mean? You get a higher price for it. But it's probably and but on the other hand, I'm going to say I'm going to back this up. Because it's 7-Up, and 7-Up is not as widely distributed 
and they don't have as big a marketing budget, they might have made less of these. Where Coke would have made me made 20,000 of them, 7-Up might have made 3,000 or, or 500 or something like that. So I'm going to say easily probably $500. Oh, and wow. maybe, well, you know some if I had in the store, that's what I'd expect to get for it, maybe a tiny bit better than that. Because I, you don't see them that often. He did the GWGs, the O Henry, um, yeah. And he, remember the Nielsen chocolate bars? Oh they yeah. Came out in nineteen eighty three, and they did a poster. The Seven Up poster is very similar to the Nielsen chocolate bar poster. All right. I think I have. I think I have some Nielsen chocolate bar uh, school maps. You know the big maps they have in uh, schools that would pull down. They sell those maps. Sell. You know, and it's it's life as we used to have it. The school maps sell. A lot of people don't realize this. Uh, they, like I said, I keep on saying they know the Rembrandt. And if you have a Rembrandt on your uh, on your wall, you know it's got value. But they don't think about this stuff. The stuff they stole out of the school or something like that. You know what I mean? I didn't steal it. I'm just I'm implying it. Thank you for the call. Okay, have a good one, guys. You Thanks. too. Drive safely. Um, we're gonna go to uh, Shelley in Toronto. Hey, Shelley. Hi there. Hi. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, very quickly, uh, I'm wondering if there's any interest in a doll's house uh, built by my grandfather uh, during the World War II years, 40 okay. to 45. And all the furniture, uh, it's a fairyland in there. I've c- collected all my life. Whenever I see a miniature, even now, I'll pick it up for my doll's house. Okay. It's about three feet square with a peaked roof and two-story with a staircase and a solid brass rail at the top of the stairs, a front door with a brass doorknob, windows with glass in them, um, made uh, when his old age pension was around $40 a month. Mm. Uh Yeah, I know. And so he he found the plywood, and he had been a carpenter for $2 a day during the Depression. You know Uh something? Because he was a carpenter, because this probably got real nice. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to put it down. You could probably get him. There were $40 a month, $400. This would be worth probably between five and eight of his month's pay back then. Oh, yeah. No, no, sorry, ten. It'd be between 10 and 14, almost a year's pay. This is worth the years of his old age pension. It really is. Yeah. Probably 500. Now, I'm going to say, I don't know what the, the, the furniture is. Each room it's would probably lucite. sell for 50, it's, $75. It's early plastic, lucite, I believe. Ah, uh, not some of the metal? Okay. Because the oh, wood well, furniture yes, is better. It could be the, the cream and sugar are a little metal yeah. color. Depending on how what you picked up, some of the dolls' furniture I've seen it sell up to four and five hundred dollars. Mm. Um, but in it, because people collect it that way as well. But if uh, you've got a full house, uh, the house by itself is probably worth between three to five hundred dollars. Three to five, and you're depending on how much furniture you have, and um, tons. I can't even get all of it in there. This is a good thing. Loose um, china, Limoges china, knife and fork and spoon yep, yep. for the dining room table, which is period design. As long as we have keep on having uh, little girls, yes. we're going to have lots of, uh, there's always a market well, for doll no furniture. Well, I have family at all, and I am old. And uh, as you can tell from it, when it was built for my birthday years mm-hmm. ago, and uh, I I 
hang. It's in my kitchen right now. I'm looking at it. I can't. I bet you're smiling. Aren't you smiling? It takes a gentle little girl, and I haven't run into any. You know, like I say, I think it's worth about that much. What you got to do is you, um, if what part of the city are you in? Are you in Toronto? I'm in Agent Court. Agent Court. Send me a, call me at the store tomorrow, 905. I have, cause I have to go to Scarborough to see someone else now to Pickering and Whitby. 905-737-4653. I'll come by and see it and see what we can go from there. And you're around tomorrow. Oh no, I'm around all week this week. Oh, I'm, are you? Okay. No, no, we've got well, a couple great. of deals happening that people are shrinking down, uh, clearing out the entire house. But mm-hmm. once I'm once I've seen it, I'm on for something else. Yeah, and else, if you do want to bring it into the store, it's three feet by three feet, and she was born in before World War II. Well, I'm just saying, she's not bringing it into the store. Are you? You're not bringing. Okay, this well, into she, the store. she may not bring it into the store. Okay, but if you are gonna, if someone is interested in bringing something to the store, we are at ten thousand three forty one Young Street, unit number two. We're on Young, just north of Major McKenzie. So yes, yes okay, maybe the dollhouse might be too big, but someone else will bring a smaller item with like those two hundred pencil sharpeners. You know, that's not. Too much. Like, no, they would fit into our... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so thanks for the call. We're going to go to the next caller, uh, Gloria in St. Catharines. Oh, hi. Uh, caught her by surprise. Yes, you did. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show. Uh, my question is about Cross and Olive Crystal. Ah. Uh, I have Cross and Olive Crystal, and um, recently I found out some information that there can be three different patterns of Cross and Olive. Oh, and there's I many. I to clarify that. Is there? Oh, no. Okay. Here's a couple things. Because it was an easy cut, if you're cutting crystal, uh, a lot of people would say this is popular, and it would be made by maybe Webb Corbett, Thomas Webb. Um, mm-hmm. It might be uh, Czechoslovakian. It might be Bohemian. I mean, there are a number of countries who would make this with the idea of bringing, like, Satan. Say you're Eaton's and Simpsons. So I'm going to give you back. We're going back to 1956 for a minute here. And Eaton's has a cross and olive pyre made by Thomas Webb. And it's selling really good. And they were selling probably back then three, four dollars a stem. It would cost you a week's pay to buy a set of this uh, this glass. Mm-hmm. It was made out of crystal. Well, Simpsons, yeah, Eaton's has one pattern. Well, Simpsons wants something. They can't get Thomas Webb, but they're going to get. They'll say to their glass cutter, "Here, make me this pattern that's very close to this pattern, okay, but not this pattern, so that I can sell it because it's very popular, okay." And you also had the pinwheel which was made by many different places, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Waterford made a cross and olive because it's, it's you're taking the olive, the olive, which is just a round cut, and you've got the crosses in it. So this is where um, they made their money. Okay, you got to figure this. Okay, say you're Waterford. I mean, here I'm going on to another subject, but Waterford makes a pattern called uh, Lismore, which is kind of like a cross and olive with an extra spike in it. So they have this, and they want people collecting this. So you go to your bridal registry and say, my grandmother's pattern was uh, Lismore. My mother's pattern is Lismore. If I'm getting married, I want my parent to be Lismore. Mm-hmm. They're charging you $65 uh, for each glass because mm-hmm. it's Waterford. It's actually excellent stuff, but it is just sand and water when you figure what glass is. And they make a lot of money on you, but you keep on buying it. And when you come, when your Mother's Day comes along, your daughter buys you some more Lismore, which is what they want. And you end up with 95 pieces of Lismore, and then they, it's taking up the whole China cabinet, and now you try and sell it to me, and I tell you that the stuff they paid $75 for, we can only get you 10 to $15 for today. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. 
But back to your cross and olive, most of it had a paper tag on, so we don't know who made it anymore. Okay? Your Waterford is what we call acid signed. It's got a little stamp on the bottom. It'll say Waterford. Or Webb and Corbett has a Waterford, uh, has a stamp on it. Or Stewart. This is the way to find this. You turn your glass upside down. You look out towards uh, into the sunlight in your window, and you'll see a little acid stamp. It'll actually tell you who made it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if you have a paper tag, that's gone because the first time you used it, you put it in the dishwasher or you hand washed it, and the paper tag rubbed off, and now you don't know who it is. It's mm-hmm. a glass well. with no name, but it is cross and olive. We see it all the time. Now, if in auction, a set of 25 glass uh, cross and olive will routinely sell between not more than $20. So my advice to this is use it. Enjoy it. Don't even keep it out for special occasions. Have a little, when you're having your uh, your juice in the morning, use the good crystal. Enjoy it. It's meant to be drank out of, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, most of mine, pretty much all of mine did come from Sears, and I did go online, and it did say that there were sort of different slight pattern differences depending on which store you bought your crystal from. So, yeah, or what year you bought it at. Yeah, because, well, most of it was bought back in 65. 66. Yeah, now what will happen is, as well, is that they'll change suppliers. Someone else comes in with a cross and olive that's, uh, that Sears gets to make more money off of. So mm-hmm. the buyer there, who's paid on percentage on the profit, mm-hmm. says, okay, I'm going to buy the cheaper cross and olive. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. In today's market, like back then, you either bought from England, you bought from Bohemia, Pacheck, you bought in Europe. Now we buy everything in China, and it's all cheap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, um, I w- recently was able to get quite a few pieces of it through my sister and, yep. um, for nothing. That's and a good I price. And I pay for it. But then when I got it home, I realized there were slight differences um, in the glasses compared to some of mine. And the one thing that I did notice, the bowl part of some of the glasses were rounded, whereas my glasses have more of a squarish bottom to them. Yeah. No, no, that's what I's saying. The different manufacturers. Yeah, so we that were- that is that's what the discrepancy is, just where, you know, we purchased it from and unless pattern. we can tell oh, okay. I'm gonna say this, unless we can tell who made it. Right. I, okay, I'm gonna say say I'm selling your pattern online and I gotta say cross and olive. Okay, that's a that's not gonna go anywhere. If I can say Waterford or if I can say Stuart uh, Lismore, Stuart Canterbury, and then people out there who collect that pattern will buy it. But uh-huh. if I just say cross and olive, I'm not going to be able to sell it. So right. I'm telling, I'm going to tell almost all the listeners out there, use this stuff. Cut this glass. If you're buying the stuff that's in your big box stores, it's you're going to pay a lot of money for it. It's no better. It's probably worse. This is crystal. Use it. A lot of times, you know what? Our mothers used to say, oh, don't use the good crystal because they were afraid it was breaking it. Don't put it in the dishwasher. Don't whatever you don't. And it was just up there for show. People should be using their good china and using this crystal because they're not, it's not getting the same price anymore. You know what I mean? Like if you have, I'm going to go from crystal to china. If it's got gold trim, the kids don't want it. They can't put it in the dishwasher, can't put it in the microwave, you know. And But if you have it and you're having a meal, use the stuff. This is that important. Either use it or sell it. If you're not going to sell it, use it. Okay? We're winding down here, and thank you for the call. And I have to give the gold prices. Gold they, nuts. Do you have it? Uh, yes, I happen to have them. Gold this week for 10-karat gold is 1916. Gold has gone down a tiny bit. Uh, 14-karat gold, you should be getting 2683 per gram. 18-karat gold should be 3450 
Now, I want you to write this. You can always call our store and ask us what the prices are. Because if you're in some place and they're only giving you uh, $19 a gram for 14 karat gold, that's not a good price. Now, silver is sterling silver is 49 cents a gram. <coughs> now, and your silver dollars are 982 in Canadian money. So you can always call the store 905-737-4653 to get a price verification, price match, whatever you want to call it, give you an idea of what it's actually worth because some people are like, well, I don't know, this weighs this, but I don't understand what your price is, what you're saying. We'll help you through. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you like minute by minute, walk you through it completely to make sure you're getting exactly what you should be getting for it. Our store is at 10,341 Young Street. We are on Young, just north of Major McKenzie. Uh, you can visit us anytime during the week, Monday to Friday. We're open to about 6 p.m., something like that. Um, something like that. I know you never get there. You're never there when we're closing. And we also buy silver plate. Okay. Now, I just want everyone to thank you. Have a great Mother's Day and head out to our favorite antique shops. Aberfoyle Antique Market, my friend at Clapperson's Corner, just north of the Dinosaurs on Highway 6, or 73 Water Street, which is Southworks Antique Mall. Okay. Thank you for letting us into your homes. Thank you, Sebastian. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.